You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. The show you're about to listen to is part of the Hopped Up Network's growing family of craft beer podcasts in the U.S. and Canada. I think it's great. Find this show and others like it at hoppedupnetwork.com, the spot for informative and entertaining craft beer podcasts. I love it. I love you guys. You're listening to the Hopped Up Network. You're listening to the Pints and Provisions podcast with Evan, Mark, Ryan, and Dan. You're listening to the Pints and Provision Podcast with Evan, Mark, and Dan. Oh, I forgot someone. I can't Yeah, I'm I'm all for a good swickle. Ah, uh, can you hear that? I did. A little bit. A little bit. It smells like a nice clean lager. It is. Um you have something and I couldn't out exactly what but then i read it was the zwickle beer style and i was like oh it's urban chestnut from st louis there's wickle that it reminds me of yeah love that beer from urban chestnut and this one's really good yeah it's great yeah so we're we're here at the ryan and evan edition of pints and provisions since it's been so long with such a crazy end of the year and let's be perfectly honest a crazy beginning of this year um, at least I feel like it has, uh, with school starting back up for the kids, thankfully, and, uh, work being still pretty busy this time of year when sometimes it isn't, but we're glad to at least find a time working together. Um, you know, I know that a lot of people have been, a lot of changes. I mean, Brad's had twins. Um, so he's obviously pretty busy. Um, and holidays made people kind of busy, but how was, how was your holiday? Quiet. Quarantined. Yeah. Well, but then when you had three kids to it, I guess it wasn't that quiet. <laughs> it was probably quieter than normal. Yeah. No, it was kind of odd. I think for from when we went to like Christmas Eve service to I think two days later, we hadn't left the house. And that's really weird and really odd and sometimes kind of nice. The uh it is sad not to get together with the families as usual, but there was also a little bit of slower pace, a little bit of more, a little bit more relaxation. Yeah. And so, you know, we cooked some really good food. I think the kids had a fun time trying some new things and helping us and being able to hang out in their pajamas all day and play with their Christmas stuff on Christmas morning. They absolutely love that got to help their schedule and their sanity not driving around to far distances or 10 different places or whatever so i know we saw that too for christmas day where the kids didn't have to get in the car and go all sorts around town and all stuff like that so 
certainly was good. And then uh, got to have a beer early, watch some NBA games, <laughs> relax. I'm trying to Not think. Too bad. I'm trying to think. Um, well, Christmas Eve, I went with um, Manhattan's and we had a good bottle of wine that night. So there wasn't a whole lot of beer on Christmas Eve. But I want to say that I went to some pretty light beers uh, early on on Christmas Day. Oh, I did have, that's right. I had that uh, Citra Resilience from Hill Farmstead or like the Resilience series or something. Wow. And I had that with a charcuterie board. Um, it was, it was everything that it needed to be at the time it needed to be with some you know, simple, here, I'm pulling it up right now, self-reliant, sorry, Citra. They're India Pale Ale aged in oak barrels. Um, and so with cooking some stuff for the tenderloin and having some charcuterie, it's kind of like, you know, late lunchtime, it's time to have a have a beer on Christmas Day. It was wonderful. Yeah, All we right. usually get, get into the wine a little bit on Christmas night, and uh, I was cooking a nice meal this year, so I only had a, a couple of beers during the day. Maybe two, maybe three, um, but wanted to make sure I was good to uh, execute the dinner and uh, and enjoy the wine. We had uh, silver oak, follow that, and then um, a turnbull. Ah, nice. Sure you're not surprised with that. No, we're gonna we're gonna actually crack a turnbull turnbull black label tomorrow. Celebrate our uh, anniversary. Our anniversary. Nice. So you know that's my jam, but uh, yeah. So I did uh, fillets reverse seared with uh, local fish house uh, meal kit for uh, a surf and turf. So oh, nice. Uh, provided the uh, crab legs and lobster tails, and then I did the filet mignon uh, reverse seared, and it was just wonderful. That's awesome. Um, well, one of the reasons we absolutely wanted to get something cracking tonight, even though it is just you and me, which is wonderful, was that we went up for a few nights to Michigan. And I think that um, in passing by and passing on our way up to Traverse City, Michigan has tons of great and wonderful breweries scattered all along, you know, the interstate going up along the side of uh, west side of the state. Um, as you get up towards the more northern parts, there's just breweries everywhere. Um, and a lot of these, you know, some of them we know about, uh, Transient, uh, Greenbush. Uh, what's, the, uh, what's the other one that's up around there that we kind of know? Um, uh, Mark, well, anyway, Mark is usually- Founders some, and uh, New Holland. Well, Founders, of course, in um, Grand Rapids. You think of the South Arcadia, Arcadia. I mean, there's, you know, tons on the way. And yeah. I have seen this brewery on the way up called Waypost. And the, uh, Aaron Pettit, who must've found us or found me, um, at least the Pints and Provisions paid, sent us a couple of their house loggers and they're in Fenville, Michigan. We were just um, talking about, it's just, north of South Haven, south of Sagatuck. So it's kind of on your way. It'd be easy, you know, if you were in Chicagoland, exceptionally easy day trip to go to there and even some other ones. 
and sent us some of their house lager. And like you said, it's a Zwickle style uh, lager, 5.5%. And they're in pint bottles, a naturally carbonated lager, crisp malt backbone, notes of noble hops, not showy, elegant and dependable, just elegant and dependable. Um, and they're a little farm brewery right there off the interstate. So, you know, like in the summer months, it looks like a great place that, you know, they don't have food. He said that they had some food trucks that come by, but they don't have a kitchen. They do have some like snacks and stuff. So, you know, maybe you're somebody like me who's making our way and we need a place to stop for lunch. Perfect place. And then maybe I'll let my wife drive the rest of the way. Um, and it sounds like they have a lot of, um, you know, he said they do grow a lot of fruit, blueberries, strawberries, raspberries on site. And they usually use those in their beer. They've been around since 2018. And at least throughout Michigan's lower half, you can find their beers in stores. Uh, they're owned and uh, run by two former winemakers, Chuck and Hannah. Uh, Hannah is their head brewer and kind of comes up with the recipes and ideas. So, I mean, this sounds right up our alley with uh, the kind of place that we like to go outdoors. It's got probably a pretty, I've seen pictures, it's got really pretty outside with picnic tables and stuff, um, but it's now easily gonna be on my list of a place to go on the way up, especially in the summer where we can snag a picnic table, uh, bring our own food, make it a nice easy stop. Yeah, I mean, that, that'll be really nice in the summer, that scenery, just looking up on untapped the, uh, for this just because I, I do really like it. And so it's just kind of always fun to try something new uh, that's under the radar. And when you really like it, just to see what it, you know, kind of the, the gen pop rates it as. And it's a 3.65 on untapped, which for a lager is actually really, really good. Uh, the Dovetail Hellas, which we all talk about quite a bit and really love, um, is 3.8 for, for example. So, um, I think it just kind of speaks to, to how good this is. I did look up some of the hype loggers like Suarez and um, a couple places like that. They do get a couple in the fours there, but really outside of that, a really good loggers in your high threes. And, and so I just thought that that was fitting for this one that, um, you know, one that I've never heard of until we got this. And it's, I think it's executed perfectly to the stylus it's, it's striving for. Yeah, I mean, if I had access to this and I found it and it was on the shelf, I wouldn't hesitate to grab. I mean, you, you grab like four of these. Of all times. Yeah, four of these at any time you go in there that we've always got one when you want a nice lager. Um, it, 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 it's not the kind of season that, I mean, I love lagers now almost any time, but something like this when you're outside um, after you mow the lawn, after you just did, I don't know, you want to sit out and watch the kids or something outside. This is something that would go with any time of day with anything you want to do. And, and yeah, I'm, I would, I'm looking forward to trying some of their fruited beers then. Yeah. This one, you get a little bit of sweetness from that. Uh, I assume it's from that, the yeast that they're trying to use for the Keller beer. Um, the noble hops come through with a nice bitterness on the finish. Yeah, it's kind of that, that funky bitterness. Is, what's that? That funky bitterness of those noble yeah. hops. And uh, I just love that on a really hot day. Like I just think of like, like you said, like after mowing the lawn. So it's hot, maybe a little sweaty. 
Um, and the, the sweeter the lager, I think the hotter it, sh it should be. So um, a Kolsch is really good for that too. And um, so this time of year, I probably prefer a Pilsner when it comes to that uh, that type. But um, yeah, this this style of beer I can drink year round. Yep. So that, and you know, it comes in a proper pint glass. So, you know, sometimes a, uh, um, a 12 ounce of a Pilsner, even, um, even something a little, I mean, this is the perfect size for a good lager. Love it. Yep. So perfect. Yeah. Thanks, Aaron. Um, anytime we'll, we'll, Way we'll post, sip on them. Waypost Brewing, Fenville, Michigan, just for all the listeners. Yeah, and it's again. Really nice one. There is a exit like right off of that interstate, and it's not far off. So it, it is not like a get off the interstate and then all of a sudden you got to still drive a long way away. And I know I've seen the signs along the interstate advertising, you know where that exit is. So uh, they got a picture of it too. They yeah, it, the logo is pretty easy to to recognize. I one ninety six. I one ninety six. As long as you get out the uh, get out of the the death of driving through, you know Chicago. Once you get outside of that, it's just you're home free. <laughs> the forty mile stretch of just death and traffic and no fun ever. You know when we went up there and the in for New Year's, that was such a blessing because there was, I mean, we didn't have any traffic to deal with. Which is, around which, that time, yeah. Whenever no. we're up that way, it's always holiday weekends, Labor Day, Memorial Day, Fourth of nasty. July. And so we usually plan our travel around the non-busy days. Yeah. You know, the best way we can. So we either leave early and then we go and just work from up there for a day or two or whatever just to beat the traffic. Because you can turn a, a five-hour drive into a, a nine-hour drive so quick with yeah. just all the traffic that's merging, accidents, and, and everything else that's going on there. But... Yeah. yeah, this is good. I will, uh, I will definitely seek this one out. It'll be interesting next time we're up in that area because we, you know, where they are is not far from where we go um, in uh, the Grand Rapids area. So it'd be interesting to see if you can find this on the shelf there, or if this is just uh, at their place. But good labeling—that's always uh, important. We always like to see that. So it's just, uh, I like it, and the beer's great. Good yeah. job. Yeah, I appreciate that. Um, and then, cause I didn't want to ruin my palate. It was time to have a little swish, swishy swish. Um, I didn't make it into that. Uh, the rest of the night, we had a Hawaiian theme night on Saturday night after we all had a little taste of the homebrew stout, um, which I'm just going to continue to pat myself and Kyle's, uh, Kyle on the, on the back saying, I think we did a pretty darn good job with that this year. I'll echo that and agree. I still need I can, to get. I can concur. We had a little social distanced uh, tasting was, on Saturday, and uh, it was terrific. We're able to get us a little pour out of a growler and straight off the tap. And um, it would have been nice if it was a little bit warmer outside, so we could yeah just a little bit quicker. But other than that, it was great. Uh, coffee came through just nice. The cocoa nibs were present uh plenty of vanilla not overpowering really well balanced um mouthfeel was really good uh just really i mean you know especially for homebrews when you think of 10 percent you're 
you know, nine out of 10 are always going to be pretty boozy. And this thing was super smooth. Uh, it was really nice to drink. Yeah. And I need to get a couple bottles, um, get a couple bottles bottled so I can get that to uh, some people that I know would really appreciate it and would love it, especially the guys over at CXT uh, for getting the cold brew. But um, yeah, I didn't use, we didn't use any, we just used lots of, you know, like some oats and stuff to give it mouthfeel. So it wasn't like laden with lactose and um, uh, dextrin and stuff like that. So we kind of just stuck to grain. And I think that, you know, the booziness will always show with a little good mouthfeel, but I think it really worked well with those adjuncts. Um, so, and we got the carb right this time. So unlike the, uh, and the maple one last year was probably just tough with the maple, but um, I we think need to that, try that again and just, uh, and see how we yeah. dry hopping. And I'd love to just try that style a couple of times and just see if there's any way you can figure out how to get some of that maple close enough to not, you know, not to try to compete with what Toppling Goliath does or some of these really great breweries, but just to get a little bit more of that and not have it all eaten up by the, by the, uh, by the yeast in there. I bet it's really easy if you have a centrifuge and you can get a lot more of that yeast out. Um, I don't so, so far. Um, but yeah, no, that's what the annual stout it's kind of now become a tradition. It's kind of fun to mess around with the adjuncts because I think we've been pretty comfortable. We made the maple stout. Was that one year ago? Yeah. Man. I only make that big stout once a year. For so long, it just seems like all these things we did before quarantine were not a year ago. <laughs> yeah. Most of those beers I made right at the beginning of quarantine were all like IPAs and stuff. Like I made a Pliny clone, which I drank the absolute I was going to say, we came over right, right around the hell out of. Pliny clone. Yeah. Uh, I just loved it. That's right. You guys did. Um, and the twins, fairly new. Not that new, but enough that we could put them in their car seats and they could kind of relax a little bit. Oh, yeah, we brought them over. Wait, that was like two years ago. Year, it was it was a year ago. How old are your last, girls? It was like last October, November when you made the Platy clone. Oh, yeah, that was before. Yeah, thank you. Sorry, I thought you meant like after quarantine. I was like... No. 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 Oh, yeah. So, oh, yeah, so, you did a DDH... <laughs> double IPA or something right around that. Time. I, I, you know, I, I, I just bought the hell out of like hops and yeast. That and stuff like disease, that. Maybe. Well, because like I, I, my office wasn't open. And so I was just like, what the heck am I going to do? And I brewed a bunch and yeah. it was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, the stout comes around just once a year. I think that that November brew date, usually ready sometime late December, early January, it usually works pretty well. And uh, we'll kind of keep that up and we'll just mess around with some more adjuncts next year. Maybe Kyle and I kept thinking about um, like a berry puree, you know, like a kind of mimic a bramble or something next year. We'll see. Cause now you can get aseptic fruit purees and stuff very easily. So that could be an idea. Austin, some uh, rye bourbon wood barrels. Chips. Rye whiskey wood chips. Or we can use some rye in the recipe. Yeah. That'd be interesting. See, there's places to go here. There's places to go now that we've, yeah. I think we found out that the whole, you know, the bottling thing's nice, but I can, I can really dial in that carb. Bless you. Really Excuse dial me. in that carb perfectly if we keg it. 
Oh yeah. And it's not going to sit around either quite as much if we keg it. Yeah. Yeah, that turned out just great. It was uh, it was fun to get together, at least warm enough to where we could sit outside and uh, be distanced, safe, um, share a couple quick beers. Yeah, it was it was nice. I think it was good to be able to do that. Yeah, it could have been a little bit warmer, but that was about as close to a you know usual bottle share that you know we've been able to handle, other than you know, when you did yours outside, which, you know, I couldn't make, but, you know, it's, it's, it's good to get together to drink a bunch of good beers. And Brian shared his, uh, his Cantillon, uh, 30 and 30 E 40, 30 E 4N. Did I get that right? 50 E, what is it? I think it's 50 N 40 E. Yeah. Either way, um, that's always that's always a nice one. And we had a really old one a few years back, and that's the only one I think that's the only one that I've had of that. It was really good. That one was really good. Um, but speaking of that, since we're on the bearded owl anniversary, you know, this time last year I was at Cantillon. No way. COVID was apparently just hitting China. <laughs> When we look back in Europe for work and uh, we, we laid over in, in Belgium for that Friday. Oh, that's right. Right. Uh, traveled back around the bearded owl anniversary period. So I couldn't get over there and get, get the bottles or whatever, but um, yeah. So it's like kind of timely thinking about Lambic and 50 and 40 E and, but it was fun getting some to go bottles and having a couple really, really fun ones that uh, I never had and, and always wanted to try while I was out there. And yeah, it just, uh, things changed so quickly from there on uh, two months later and, you know, the world's a different place. Yeah, I remember I, so th- this is why like after the, you know, you guys all came over that night, we had our Hawaiian, we had a Hawaiian night with the kids because now these like theme nights have been a fun thing. That was because a year ago we were in Hawaii with our good friends. Um, I'd gone to the Bearded Owl that the night before they were actually having their anniversary to pick up my bottles because I knew I wasn't going to be around for the party. Uh, I, I feel like since the first uh, anniversary party, my wife has banned me from going to that party because uh, I had a lot of fun at it. Uh, the, year one, if you remember. And four brothers afterwards. And at Poor Brothers, where we met the White Rooster guys afterwards, yeah, I got a lot of trouble that night. Um, but well, when all these breweries are just kind of handing out some of their really special stuff, unique stuff, I feel like you got a good excuse. Yeah, no, it's yeah, and uh, yeah, we were in Hawaii this time last year, which was great because you know I think and honestly, and we had some of this uh, on on Saturday night you know, even though we, 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 we weren't on Maui, but Maui Brewing Company is still, I think, a, a, an awesome brewery. They still, everything you get, even stateside is brewed in Maui. Uh, so there's not like a facility here on the mainland that brews it. They do still ship everything over. Their new brewery is beautiful and amazing. And I can't wait to go back there someday. But um, it was, yeah, it was a different time. And I remember on the way home 
and this is so, so one of my partners from the office was on the same plane coming home, uh, Hawaii to San Francisco. And there was this young guy who was coughing, coughing, coughing the whole way back. And, you know, had like, I don't know, he had some medical thing. And honestly, this is when me as an eye doctor is like, I hope there's another doctor on board to take care of them, not to call upon the eye doctor. But he had required some sort of like mild medical attention. And my partner from there forward, after the whole COVID thing hit, had swore up and down that that guy was like somebody who brought it over or somebody who had it. I was just like, you're so full of it, man. Maybe we'll, I'd like to think that we'll know at some point, but only time will tell, right? Yep. Yep. So yeah, bearded owl anniversary. I was at Cantillon, and then we went to Austin a couple weeks later for a half marathon, and ah, then I went skiing a couple weeks after that. Yeah, I mean, it was still it was, wasn't till early March that, but things kind of like unraveled after a while, and you know, this time of year, which usually is, you know, you you, you there's there's still some things to do. Uh, it tends to be kind of a lull. Um, now seems like it was kind of nice back then. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, I'm, I'm glad the, um, that, and Bearded All, I think they're going to try to do something here eventually to, to actually formally celebrate. Um, now that Illinois is kind of opening back up restaurants and such, because um, the numbers look good, you're going to be able to go down there, have a beer. They're going to, I think they were going to hold back some of their, Early. I meant to check on their website. Are they holding stuff that they would have on for their anniversary? Are they holding it back till they can have a few more people? Yeah, I think that their goal was to hold back a few things until they can have um, formally more people uh, around or a more formal party. So, but um, I continue to Probably say they do, uh, do an online order for this weekend, I'm guessing, just to help oh. celebrate. No, I absolutely think that that's good. And, you know, they've made it very easy to order crawlers. Um, they'll, you know, if you're not in a super big hurry and you need to just pick them up, you can order them early and they'll have them ready uh, yeah. if you want to sit out. I mean, honestly, our our winter hasn't been so uh, horrible, but, right. you know, sitting outside and having a beer is still uh, not, a, not a bad thing yeah. yet, yet. Um, who knows when it will, but I was just looking at their, oh, good. Oh, they still have some, uh, recon, oh, no, reconfigurations gone. Shoot. I did like that. Bohemian Pilsner, Grounds for Divorce. Hazy Bohemian Pate. Pilsner was the one that we had there, right? Yeah. Check style yeah, Pilsner. that was good. Hazy, Hazy Pacey. Absolutely love. I don't see the dunkel. They got the Hellas, they got the half. Are you are you on Untapped or their website? Uh, I went to their to go to go menu. Okay, I'm on their website. Dunkel's on there. No, oh, because they got Dunkel. Maybe they just kicked it. But their Hellas was good too, right? Hellas is good. Half was good. I I I personally liked out of all those, I'd take the Bohemian Pilsner any day. Yeah, I think that's what I really like too. Now. Hazy Pacey. 
Ah, so yeah, we'll have to uh, we'll have to figure out a way to support them for their anniversary, and uh, definitely figure out a way to uh, get to celebrate with them when they do have something a little bit bigger. And hopefully, it's maybe it's outdoor. You know, in April, who knows? Yeah, it's you know it probably won't I, be that much bigger by then, but maybe a little bit a little bit of a crowd that they could have have a little bit more on draft where you can stay around and have a few, have a few pours. Yeah, I think that anything we all can do to continue to support, you know, the local restaurants and uh, especially Bearded Owl and the breweries um, is is good because we want them when things open up to be open. Yeah. So let's talk shelfies. Oh, shelfies. So speaking of shelfies, I got a shelfie this weekend that I that or last weekend that I kind of forgot how good it was, and only because it was fresh was sixty minute IPA um, from Dogfish Head, and um, I was listening to Steal This Beer podcast, and they were talking to Vinny uh, Chalurzo of Russian River, and talking about how you know easy it is sometimes to pick out that Dogfish Head flavor, you know, because they dry hop or they hop kind of throughout the whole process rather than like a bittering hop and a big aroma hop ad addition. And it just brings me back to when I used to live in Charlottesville and the releases that Dogfish had had coming out were like what I got most excited about. Yeah. And 60 minute is always not going to knock you on your rear, like hundred, you know, 90 minute or something. And it's just such a good drink. Well, when I first got into craft beer, they were probably one of the first like real breweries that I visited um, when we were out on the East Coast for New Year's Eve. So uh, we went to their, oh gosh, Milton, Delaware, I want Milton, to say. Milton, Delaware, that's uh, where the brewery so we is. went to the Milton, Delaware facility that uh, was in process of, of one of their first expansions. This was... 2011 or 12. So, I mean, this is eight years ago ish. Peoria was not getting this at the time. So, this was a huge deal to uh, one, just be able to go there and get it, uh, but two, to be able to just have it fresh at the source. And then we stayed in Rehoboth Beach, where their brew pub is, had an amazing meal. They did a really good job with food. Um, so, I just kind of always have a special place in my heart for Dogfish Head and People were great, you know, you always, even back then you hear, you heard about going to these craft breweries, right? Anything besides Coors and, and Budweiser and uh, Miller, uh, if you go to those places, they're going to be snobby and they're not going to treat you well because you don't know what they're doing and all that kind of stuff that was the superstition at the time, or uh, superstition. Uh, it was just kind of the, uh, the norm for what people expected and what people thought. And uh, it was the exact opposite. It was great. They, they treated us well. And, uh, you know, brew pub and everything. You asked a question, they answered. They, they loved um, all the passion that everyone had and everyone's eagerness to, to learn more and things like that. So uh, I've always really liked their stuff and always try to get uh, a 60-minute or 90-minute four-pack or six-pack uh, every now and again to keep it in the fridge. And, um, you know, whether or not it's, it's my favorite to have, uh, it still has a special place in my heart and it's still a damn good beer. So yeah. part, uh, I don't think it'll ever change. Yep. Yep. I agree. I've been there too. And I felt the same way. I was just like, I felt like at that point in my life in terms of 
loving Beerus, like this was it. This was the culmination of all the excitement I'd ever had. Yeah. All right, you got a shelfie. I gotta tell you, um, Dovetail is is just killing it. <laughs> is is your new shelfie? Yeah, I think that's that's the one. You know, uh, I will say that Peoria has come a long way. There's a uh, a store that opened a year or so ago that has really helped our uh, our local beer game. <laughs> I think we all we all know what we're talking about here. And Finney's. Um, they get uh, a, a much better distribution than what stores did previously. Or, you know, I don't know if we'll ever know why, but uh, so we get, you know, nothing near what you can find in Chicago still, but that's okay. Uh, Dovetail, I think they're just killing it and, and doing a really good job. Everything is consistent. It's always on the shelf. So I know they're making a lot. And uh, I think for loggers, I just, you know, Outside of trying to get some Suarez mailed in once in a while or Severe Stout Lager House, uh, Dovetail is, is probably third on the list for me for those lagers. And so to be able to go to the store anytime and, and get some is terrific. And then, you know, for IPAs, uh, Toplin Goliath is doing a great job. And so we can get fresh uh, pseudo sue, uh, occasionally some of their uh, double dry hop, different series of pseudo sues. And then usually we'll get a King Sue every once in a while, a hop smack. Fire Skulls Money. Fire Skulls Money is another one. Light Speed. We got Scorpius Morcella. I mean, we've we've gotten all those that uh, I, I I just think I think Top Link's done a really nice job with their growth. Um, I remember when they were trying to grow and they did that little Florida expansion. Ooh, uh, ooh. It was just it was not good, and everyone's like, "This is the type of beer you cannot scale up." And this Florida experiment is is proof to that but then you know after like two batches of all their beers at their at their massive facility they dialed things in and i just think you know it's on the shelf all over the place across the country i think for the most part and and uh that's one of my go-tos as well you know on top of that i mean we, we get did they of, did they sunset the florida thing yeah it's all yeah to, totally done with once they grew once they finished the expansion yeah now they now they distribute the Florida, so I think they tried to do a transition to where it was closing down the the contract brewer down there and uh, and then having their distro to keep it you know kind of seamless. But um, yeah, it's a totally different world there. And I think on top of those, I mean, I feel like those are two pretty standard ones. So I hate kind of saying those, but uh, you know, another one, Hubbard's Cave. They do some pastry stouts that are not super, super sweet, but I think they're really well done. They come in two packs. Uh, they're usually pretty available to find. You can find like a hazelnut, uh, sometimes like they're like a creme brulee, a couple different flavors. I think they always do a really nice job with those. It's probably heavy lactose and, you know, maybe not the healthiest beer um, out there, but um, I, I think they do a really nice job for getting some some good consistent beer on the shelf as well. So uh, yeah, we're not gonna find uh, anything comparable to a Monkish double dry hopped 8% IPA or a side project BBT for a barrel aged stout. But uh, I think we got a lot of really good options that, you know, I think all we want is consistency. Yeah. You wanna be able to go and buy something and not have to worry about, you know, 
having a friend over and sharing one with them and then cracking it to be garbage or feeling like you wasted 16 or 20 bucks on a four pack because the brewery's not consistent enough. So um, to be able to have that, I think is a real, real nice thing for these places. And, and I think breweries um, have really started to focus on that too. I think, I think consistency is a known thing that a lot of the consumers want. And I think, uh, I think that's been a real, real big thing the last couple of years where breweries have, have dialed in the consistency factor, even if uh, quality maybe hasn't gone up the way, the way consistency has, that's okay. Yeah, and there's no way right now that because there's so many people drinking at home and so many breweries switching to bigger distribution that they're going to be able to get away with surviving on the shelf and not being consistent. Yeah. Because you now can't, especially like in our state where, you know, Chicago, gosh, there's been breweries shutting down left and right because they can't survive. And it's so important for them to be able to distribute in different ways. Like Brian uh, Wilburn had mentioned uh, our Southern foodie expert, sorry, Brian, um, this, uh, this app called Bev, B-E-V-V. And there's a whole bunch of breweries that participate, but now like there's so many, and like Tavor. And Mark had posted a picture to our text group about like all these beers he had and where before you really had to work hard even to get some of those breweries. I mean, that Holy Mountain you had, you're just like, holy cow. And there's so much more willingness on the part of these sort of third-party companies to be able to distribute beers from certain, you know, and being able to like, Mark can, Mark and Brian can sit there and other Tavor and just say like, I want that, 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 and, and get it. And that's, that's incredible. And there's no way that's going away. No way. Oh, and you know, it would have been fun to have them on for this topic because if, uh, if you're good and uh, crisp with the Tavor app, your shelfies are through that app. All yeah. Mark would probably say, uh, Holy mountain. <laughs> and, uh, uh, heist. He's always got some heist coming. Heist. Or uh, I saw he, he even had a side project, uh, Beer du Pays, I think it was, or Beer de Blay. Cezanne du Blay. Cezanne du Blay. So um, he's got that thing down. I know uh, Frem Hellas or Frem Lager. Yeah, the Frem. So some yeah. of these really good ones. So uh, so Mark's definition definition of shelfie is way different. Uh, keep telling myself I'm going to figure out how to get on that app and get, get, get it figured out. But uh, I don't know, maybe it's a local scene that I'm okay with and we can go down to Bearded Owl and get some really good crawlers pretty much uh, around the clock these days. And and then with some of the shelfies at our local stores, we can do do pretty well as, as well. Yeah, it's, it's almost easier to be a, you know, consumer at home. And I think that the Craft Beer and Brewing Magazine showed that like, there's a, there's been a huge trend and obviously it's been sort of forced upon us, but like people like us like to drink at home. Um, now we like to go to a tap room, but we also really like drinking at home. And so, and these things have just made it easier and easier. So, um, but it, it'll be interesting to see how it continues and how it evolves. And um, I'm looking forward to going on a date night this weekend. Um, I'm pumped. Where are you going? Uh, we're going to the club. Ah, what what night? Saturday. Okay. So, um, which you know, hopefully you're going to Edge on Friday. That's why I was asking. 
so yeah, our, our, our fallback would be somewhere in the Heights, either hearth or edge. Um, if we, if we could get a reservation, but, um, since we have a babysitter, um, we're, we're good to go. I don't think we've had one of those date nights in quite some time. So we're looking forward to it. They just released their winter menu. Yeah. They've got a, uh, a goat cheese, garlic bread or something dish that's good for an appetizer. So maybe get that takeout before, uh, before you head there Saturday, but you know, there's a place up the street from the club, uh, that should have a couple good beers pouring on Saturday. If for some reason you guys venture, uh, a little south and a little west. All right. Well, as long as um, or before, yeah. As long as we got, we got the heater, we, we can keep it safe. We, we do whatever the, you need. You know, the the as long as the you know the kids love babysitter time. So I'm not I'm not about to take that away from them. Yeah. Well, um, uh, I think uh, fellow listener Brett is also in town this weekend. Uh oh. So we'll have a few. <laughs> I see. I see. Um, no, it's it, it'll be good to get back Annual out. Ladies cooking weekend. They do every every year the third weekend in January. Oh, nice. My nice. wife and her family, all the gals, cook up a family feast for a family tradition that they started. I don't know six seven years ago. So um, we are hands off. We were required as men of the family to be hands off. Which also means you get to watch the kids. <laughs> yeah. And I think I think you and Brett can handle it. But when they go down for naps, it means we get to drink beer. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll keep that in no. mind. Yeah, I'll keep that in mind. Um, well, I want to again thank Aaron uh, from Waypost for sending the loggers, and um, also want to thank Bissell Brothers for continuing to make an amazing. Um, is this a pale ale technically? I don't know, but talk about consistency because. I remember oh. these dang cans were so hard to get. Um, you had to, you know, pay someone five X and send them like a Jordan autograph rookie card or something just to get one. And uh, now it seems they're they're a lot more readily available. I think they do releases at least maybe once a month year round. Maybe I don't know. Maybe every six weeks or something like that. But boy, that, they are yeah. super consistent. And this is an Incredible. That I that all brewery the time. is that brewery is fun. Yeah, um, I I remember when I, I went up to that beer conference and I told my buddy Mark who came with me and I said the first place we are going when it opens is Bissell, and we got up there a little late and it has kind of a graffiti skater vibe on the inside, um, but everything they had was wonderful. That's awesome. All right, buddy. The beer, you know, people are critical and I don't know, there's a lot of negativity out there on social media for a variety of reasons, but boy, to think of where beer was four or five years ago uh, to where it is now, uh, the shelfy thing is, is just a testament to how beer breweries all around the globe have really just their game. Uh, they figured out, you know, methodologies that, that other successful places are doing and, and it's really in an awesome spot right now to think of the quality of beer you can get, uh, you know, really on the shelf, just about everywhere across the country is pretty awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a bright spot in dangerous, but it's fortunate. It's dangerous, but yeah, a bright spot in an otherwise kind of 
sometimes overwhelmingly negative time with, yeah, lots of things. So, but we got hope for the future. So, especially with a good pint. All right. Go. Cheers, my friend. We'll see you soon and uh, get out there and enjoy some restaurants and beer this weekend. Cheers.